Hello, this is Mike from the Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks Internet Radio Program. You're listening to I Love This, You Should Too, with Samantha and Indy. How's it going? How are you doing today? How was work yesterday? Did did Deborah do? Yeah, typical Deborah. Well, me? No, I've been fine. I'm just here making this podcast with my co-host, Samantha. It's me. I thought we would talk directly to people because I assume they don't listen to this in groups. So my name is Indy. This is Samantha. Hi. And this is, I love this. You should too. It's a podcast we do where apparently people don't know the premise yet because I think we don't we're not big enough to have like just listeners who listen all the time. Oh. So the premise is that we both like different things, and I tend to hate the things you like, and you are scared of the things I like. Yeah, something like I that. think that's pretty fair. And then we bring a movie to the other person, and we make them watch it, and we make, them, make love them, it. them love it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Today, I think I am going to be picking something for Samantha to watch. You are. And I'm really interested to know what it's going to be. But before that, how you been doing? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Excited to be making the podcast. Yeah. You probably can't tell out there because it comes out every week, but we just took a big hiatus from making these, so we need to get back at just it. Just a little vacation. <laughs> yeah. But not actually a vacation. No. We're just busy with stuff. We just stopped recording yeah but we still love you so in these episodes it's a spoiler free zone so there's no spoilers in no. this episode but when we talk about a movie for the whole episode we're gonna do lots of spoilers so in next that one. week will be a spoiler zone yeah so this one since there's no spoilers we're gonna talk about just a couple of things that we are into we're watching right now so sam what are you watching what are you listening to or reading so mine isn't so much like a watching a watching listening reading is it popsicles no <laughs> i was hoping sam eats so many popsicles i've never known a human who ate this many popsicles what do you call it when i have four popsicles in a night that's a popsicle <laughs> <laughs> it's true no person should have four popsicles in a day but they're delicious nobody's arguing that they absolutely <laughs> are delicious but also like cookies cookies are delicious i could eat 12 cookies right now but i don't so you're saying i lack self-control i wasn't saying that but yes (laughs) (laughs) it's true i'll accept it um so no i wasn't going to talk about popsicles i was going to talk about my other love planners planners (laughs) really are you talking about planners yes it's 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 you know i don't know it's planner season, mm-hmm. it's, you know. Almost. When isn't it planner season? Planners go for a year, so isn't it always planner season? Well, yeah, no, but it's new planner season. Oh, okay. So I have been doing lots of online research about what, what I'm going to get for the next year. <laughs> You're already laughing at me. I am, I'm trying real hard not to tune out, and everyone at home, don't just fast forward four minutes. It's all right if you do. She won't know. I will know because I can hear you, Indy. You can hear them. But go on. Um, so I'm really excited to get a new planner. And anyone who loves planners as well should be excited as well. I bet there's people actually listening who are like real into planners. So what what have you found out? That's that's it? You just, your, your recommendation is planners in general? Or do you have like a planner you're going to get? Yeah, guys. Get your shit together. 
I think I've decided on a new planner. I'm going to change brands. It's going to be a big year for me. You're not even going to tell people what brand it is? Well, I'm not being sponsored by the brand, so. So your pick of the week is a planner that you're not going to tell them about. Okay, it's the Erin Condren Teacher Planner because it has lots of columns in it. Oh, I'll, I can recommend the planner I get every year. I get the same one. It's <laughs> called do. Cat Naps, and it has a picture of a cat sleeping on every page. It it's just little sleepy kitties all the time. It's great. <laughs> Yours doesn't have enough structure for me. But yours doesn't have enough kitties for me. I could put cat stickers in it if that Not would stickers. make Stickers? No, I, I need a full color page picture of a kitty. Okay. Every week. So, Indy, what are what are you excited about this week? Well, I don't know how I uh, how <laughs> I how I can follow that. Stop talking! <laughs> like, stop mocking me. <laughs> I was realizing today because we were going to do these our picks of the week, and I thought I usually have a, a good movie I'd seen, but then I thought, I haven't watched any good movies in a while. We've we've been busy. Yeah, we haven't even watched the movies for this podcast that we were supposed to. Yeah. So I really haven't seen anything, so I don't have any like fun, artsy picks for you. But a TV show I've been watching a little bit on my lunch breaks when I'm not editing is uh, The Patriot Act with oh. Hasan Minaj. It's a uh, Netflix show. Cool. Um, Hassan was on um, The Daily Show with when it was still Jon Stewart, so you might know him from there. And it's a um, news political show, I guess. It's just him, It's and he'll talk and has clips and all sorts of things like that, but it's each episode is on one topic specifically. So it's a little more in-depth than The Daily Show in that way. So I think it is for people who like things like The Daily Show because it's political it kind of tells you how terrible a lot of things are but it does it in as lighthearted and clever of a way as possible hmm. so it's really easy to digest that way because sometimes i do want to know what's going on but reading articles about it sometimes can be really it's a struggle because it's already a depressing topic and yes. then you have to read for a couple of hours about a depressing topic so when it's delivered in this kind of way you can kind of get informed and enjoy it on the way interesting have you ever seen that one i haven't it sounds really interesting so maybe maybe i'll watch it on my lunch breaks yeah is it only available on lunch breaks i'm pretty sure i've never tried outside of a lunch break okay. but okay everyone out there go try to watch this at like dinner time see if it works for you okay because i know that in our house the only thing that works at dinner time is Tempta temptation island oh yeah we there's a show guys called temptation island i'm sure other people know about it but Reality shows were just a complete blind spot for me until I met you, and then you got me into a couple, and it's like watching it. I yeah. don't feel good about it, but no, I like watching it. It's just, like, mindless. Like, it's it's fun to just kind of worry about other people's problems for a minute. Oh, is that it? So you're like, oh, they're worse off than me, so I'm doing fine. Yeah. I'm not an, on an island with my boyfriend trying to date other people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then maybe you'll, you'd like a Patriot Act, because then you can just learn about brazil and how corrupt the government is and what they're doing in the rainforest right now and then you'd be like oh well at least i'm not an indigenous person who is being hunted <laughs> you're like, right that's happening in brazil right i'm now. only half of that so back to the patriot act after our temptation island digression uh, he talks about a lot of things that we don't always hear about in North American media. Like he had um, one episode that was just on the elections in India hmm. and how like there's this right wing party that's pretty scary about the protests going on in Sudan. 
Um, there's a really good one that I something I had no idea about, and it's about the gaming industry, but about workers there and yeah. how they really need to unionize because they're treated terribly. And I never really think of like, oh, video game programmers, poor them. I always think like, oh, it's probably a cushy job. You're just sitting around typing. But no, not the case. They get worked to the bone and then they get fired right away after Ooh. they're done. Or if and they start to complain or anything. Exactly. I've heard about that, actually. Yeah. And I'm, you know me, I'm all pro-union. So game workers unite. Go <laughs> unionize. And also, like, maybe make some women without giant breasts in video games. You know, that's a thing, too. Let's make, like, realistic-looking women in video games. Yeah. That's one of my big objections is definitely, like, the way that women are portrayed in video games. Mm-hmm. Also, make a video game where it's just, like, you run around on the street and you try to find cats. And then you make friends with them. And then... They all, once you make friends with them, they start following you. And then you have this like army of cats. So everything up until they start following you around, that's just your life. But ideally, they would ideally, start following you. Would have an army and that's what people want out of video games. They want their own life, but enhanced. They want to do things that they can't do in their own life. Well, I think we are about ready to learn what the next movie is going to be. Are you ready? I am so ready. Okay, so what we are going to be watching next is... Oh, she's doing a little drum roll on the table. I don't know if that'll pick up, but it was there. (laughs) There was. The next one is Dog Day Afternoon. I have no idea what that is. Have you heard of this movie before? No. Okay. (laughs) I feel like inadequate every time you mention a movie I don't know about, and I feel very inadequate right now. Uh, Yeah, no need to feel inadequate, but this is a movie from 1975, and I remember being a kid, like, even in the 90s going to school, it was still kind of like a pop culture reference, but it was definitely on its way out then, and I think, since you've never even heard of this, it's safe to say that it is no longer a uh, touchstone for the youth of today. So this is like 13 or 14 years before I was born. Well, yeah, me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I'm interested to know what it's about and why you picked it. Let's let's go why I picked it first. So okay. you know how um the two kind of uh, genres and eras of filmmaking that I talk about the most are uh, German films from like the 20s and late teens. And my mm-hmm. other favorite is American films from the 70s. I think there were some really great stuff then. Some Maybe the best movies ever made were all made around that time. And this is a good one to get you started off. Although it's not my favorite of the time. It's not Godfather. It's not Taxi Driver. I'm picking this one to start you off with because it exemplifies a lot of the things that I love about movies of that time in a very unaffected way. It's very uh, realist in a in a brutal way almost sometimes. We were talking about movies in the past about how they use the score, they use all these different techniques, how the shot's composed. This movie's kind of free of all of that. This may as well be a stage play. It's very uh, raw and uh, straightforward. And it doesn't hide anything. And I think that's very important of American film in the 70s. Interesting. This sounds like a very different film from what we've covered so far on the podcast. Yeah, I think I've been trying really hard to get you ones that you would like, ones that are accessible. And I think this is that too. And I think it is a stepping stone into the rest of the of the 70s. Okay, well, I'm excited. First of all, what do you know about Al Pacino? I don't know what I know about Al Pacino. 
Do you have any like impression he, of other? Yeah. I think that's all I know about Al Pacino. What do you know about him in The Godfather? Is he like? He is like the head kingpin, I think. Is he like an old grizzled guy? He's an old grizzled, like grumpy guy who says, "I think he says, say hello to my little friend." <laughs> so you're actually both wrong and right. What? So he he <laughs> says that. That's in a different movie. What? That's Scarface. Oh, okay. And uh, the old grumpy guy is Marlon Brando in The Godfather. Uh, Al Pacino is a very young actor in The Godfather. Okay, so I've never seen The Godfather. We'll get there. I've never seen Scarface. Okay, we might get there too. Um, so I'm clearly mixing my like weird gang like yes, and I think um, talking to you <laughs> in the past, you've also confused Al Pacino and Robert De Niro a lot. Yes, a hundred percent. Okay, I think so. So they are both. <laughs> In the same boat in a lot of ways, because they okay. both had great, great careers in the 70s, and they both become caricatures of themselves. This was an era that I think I very much missed. Well, yeah, yeah. And I like I feel bad about it, because I, I know Al Pacino is a person, and I know that Robert De Niro is a person, and I feel bad <laughs> about the fact that I don't, like, I can't distinguish their movies. Yeah, and that's why I'm here, Samantha. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because now, like, Al Pacino is, like, he's an old man who kind of makes fun of the movies he did before. <laughs> he talks in his gravelly voice, and then he sometimes he gets all angry and he's yelling then! Yeah. And he does he does a lot of yelling, but in the past he was, like, this really, like, nasally... When he was in the 70s, a young Al Pacino is... You watch his performance and you just go, that's an actor. That's not a movie mm -hmm. star. That's not a heartthrob. That's a true actor. It's someone who's working. And it's a shame because you, that version of him is so far in the past and was such a small part of his career now because he's been doing so much for so many years. That makes me sad. Yeah, but don't be sad because he did all sorts of great movies. That we like are going to watch. The first two Godfathers, Dog Day Afternoon. Serpico, Scarecrow. He did a lot of things where a lot of the times they were much more subtle, but a lot of the time that he played characters who were who were really um, on the edge of a breakdown. And okay. that is the case in Dog Day Afternoon. Interesting. I literally, I don't think I know anything about Dog Day Afternoon. Well, it might interest you because it's a true crime. <gasps> so I, I know love you love that. true crime. So this is a true crime of a bank robbery. Interesting. You know what? Before we talk about it, since you don't know anything, let's watch a little trailer. Perfect. Let's go. Keep away from this bank or we're going to start throwing bodies out the front door one at a time. You got that? There's a way out of this thing. I'm telling you, there's a way out. Now, all you got to do is cooperate with me. Robbing the bank's a federal offense. They got me on kidnapping, armed robbery. They're going to bury me, man. I'm here with my partner and nine other people. See, we're dying. You know? You're going to see our brains on a sidewalk. You're going to show that on television? Now, come on out, Sonny. Look. I ain't packing nothing, see? I'm dying. I'm dying. He wants to kill me so bad he can taste it. Sam, we can do it. You think it's easy? You know, I gotta keep them cooled out. I gotta keep all you people happy. I gotta have all the ideas and I gotta do it all alone. Come on out, Sonny. 
I got Sal in there with the other people. Anything happens to me, they're gonna get it. You understand me? Stay right there! No, no, please, no. Sal, I can make it happen! I can make it happen! No. Just listen to me! What do you think? Um, I didn't realize how young he was. Yeah, uh, like many people, Al Pacino was once young. I don't know. Al Pacino is one of those people that I imagine as like a full grown adult at all times. Well, yeah, I think he's full grown. I don't think he. Gets no, I mean like the... older, like yeah. now, like a now adult. <laughs> right, right. And I think that um, I was really surprised to see him that young. Yes. Um, I think bank robbery is exciting. Yep, definitely. Um, I think that's a really good plot for a movie, and um, I think that I'm really excited to see the rest of the movie. Do you have any predictions of things that we're going to that we're going to see in this movie? I feel like Al Pacino is the only person who's going to live. Oh, you think there's going to be lots of death? I think there's going to be a lot of death, and I think there's going to be a lot of like really dramatic death. Oh. And I think that people are going to die trying to do the right thing, but also criminals are going to die not doing the right thing. Mm. Who do you think was the hero? Does anyone look like a hero in this trailer? I don't know. I have a hard time picking a hero in that trailer. I think I'm going to have to watch it and figure out who the hero is while I'm watching it. Do you know anything about Dustin Hoffman? Yes. (laughs) No, not as confident, not confident on that either. No, I know who, I know who he is. Okay. In the 70s, Dustin Hoffman and Al Pacino are much more similar actors than they are now are they best friends no they're they're rivals oh so they're like competing for jobs yes uh very often so in dog day afternoon pacino was approached with the script originally and he turned it down because he had just been he'd been working too hard he had just done the two godfather movies he was tired yeah he was very tired and the idea of acting out someone in this really high pressure situation was just too much for him so he turned it down and it then went to dustin hoffman and once Pacino learned that it was going to Dustin Hoffman, he said, no, no, no okay. I'm, I'm in, I'm in. I'm good. And I'm good. I'm going to do it. Yep. <laughs> That's how rivals work. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, never mind. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> the actual bank robbery that this is based on took place in 1972. And this movie is in 1975. So it was released just three years after it. Oh, so everything was super fresh. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So recently I've been listening to, like, the last podcast on the left, Bonnie and Clyde, and they did a lot of bank robberies. (gasps) The Bonnie and Clyde movie. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway. It's fantastic. Let's do that next. Because I really, really want to see it because I heard about it during their whole, like, three-part series. It's on my list of movies for you to watch, but I had a while before we got to it. Can we watch it next? You want two of this kind of style? Yes, right. I feel like it's like a genre that we're covering. Maybe we'll see. It'll be it'll be coming out at some point. Anyway, if anybody hasn't listened to it, the last podcast on the left series on Bonnie and Clyde is really good, mm-hmm. and they really talk about the intricacies of their entire gang and their whole life story. You know what? Save it. Save it for when we do our Bonnie and Clyde episode. Excellent <laughs> saving. Um, the other things, it was nominated for many Oscars. It won one for 
best screenplay. Samantha's no longer paying attention. She's on her phone trying to stifle her laughs of what she's seeing on there. But I'll talk to you, dear listeners. Uh, it had a budget of about $2 million, a little less than $2 million, So not huge, but for the time, still significant. So I feel like I'm learning about budgets throughout this entire process. And with that budget of $2 million, it that made... That sounds 50- small. For today, definitely. Yes. Okay. It made $50 million. So it was very successful. That's very successful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pacino did not win his Oscar that he was nominated for, though. Sadly. Whoever wins their Oscar. Um, somebody does every year. <laughs> in, just, in every category, somebody does win. I just feel so. like the person everyone's expecting to win doesn't win. Really? I expect... I usually don't watch any of the movies, but I can guess 80% of... Really? Winners. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know well, who's well win. next year we are going to have an Oscar. The Oscars are a sham, and it goes to people who they think should win. Most of the people voting on the Oscars don't actually even watch the movies. So we're going to have an Oscar episode where Indy's going to make predictions, sure. and then we're going to talk about the actuals. Absolutely. Excellent. Okay. So I think this is a movie that's easy to watch without much background knowledge. You can just jump right into it. But there are a couple of references that they make, and... Maybe it's important to just talk about the feel of the 70s. Like, sure. neither of us were alive then, but this no. is my association of what the 70s were like. <laughs> I'm excited to learn a little bit more about the 70s. Yeah. So, the 60s. What do you think of when you think of the 60s in the United States? Um, like, the Summer of Love. Yeah, it's like hippies, yeah. the civil rights movement. Yes, yeah. So, I think there's like a bigger idea of hope, of progress. Right. And by the time the 70s come around, uh, the Vietnam War has happened, and there's a definite lack of trust in authority. Oh. Um, The civil rights movement has already happened, but then people are quickly realizing this doesn't really change things completely. Although segregation is technically over, it's still enforced in very non-official ways. Racism's still there. It's not going anywhere. It's just kind of more, like, under the radar. Yeah, so the 70s... And the movies that are made then definitely have a have a darker feel, have a lack of trust in authority. And the reference that they make in the movie is about the Attica prison riot. Hmm. So there was a prison riot in 1971, I think. There's 2,000 prisoners in Attica, which is the name of the prison. Okay, I figured. And more than half of them take place in this riot. So they take control of the prison entirely. They take the guards hostage. They take all the civilian workers hostage, which is probably like, I don't know, cooks or janitors or I don't know what other civilians would be there. But they take them all hostage and it lasts for four days. Wow. And all they want is they want better conditions. And then they also try to get amnesty for this riot itself. So that was part of their demands is that they're going to get treated better and they're not going to get prosecuted for taking part in this. Yeah, they have no... Uh, But what happened instead was the New York state government sent in the state police. What followed was essentially a massacre. So uh, 43 people ended up dying, being killed by the police. Oh my god. Uh, 33 prisoners and 10 people who were either guards or workers in the prison. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. How that was handled is definitely relevant to Dog Day Afternoon, and at one point he makes reference to to this a lot. So 
when someone starts shouting out, Attica, Attica, you can know now what they're talking That's about. That's good. I'm glad. I like having the pre-knowledge for, yeah. uh, for the movie we're going to watch. Yeah, so the 60s were kind of a more hopeful time. The 70s are definitely a very distrustful time and a time where a lot of the people in the movies, a lot of these protagonists who are kind of anti-hero variety are people who are running out of options. They're very desperate. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely the case in Dog Day Afternoon. Okay. And then in the 80s, you'll see people are very, very selfish. There's a lot more happy endings. And I'm not sure where the 90s are. I'm thinking I'm too close to it still to really decide. Well, you were in the 90s. so. So those are big overgeneralizations, but I think it works for most of the movies we'll talk about. Okay, excellent. Well, I think we are about ready to watch Dog Day Afternoon, so everyone out there, go get your hands on this. It was from 1975. It should be pretty easy to find. Go to your local library and get it on DVD. Go to your local video rental store. Yeah, go to the Blockbuster, get yourself a VHS (laughs) of Dog Day Afternoon. Or your library. That's fine. We will see you next week. And if you want to email us about I Love This, You Should Too, you can email us at I Love This, You Should, and the number two at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at ILTYS2. And we will talk to you next week. Yes, remember, kill your masters. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>